1 Thessalonians chapter 4 and verse 16. In the Old Testament times, whenever the Word of God was being read, read in the audience of the people, the people always stood. And we're going to stand here to read God's Word. <clears throat> First Thessalonians 4 and verse 16. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. And we trust the Lord will bless this portion of his precious truth. We'll pray. Dear Lord, we're here today. And oh God, we're here. And Lord, we're crying, Lord, give help. We pray, Lord, for a consciousness of thy presence in this place. And we we'll look to you, Lord, as we open up the word of life. And Lord, we're looking to you, Lord, for, for the, the seed, Lord, of thy word to fall in good ground and to bring forth a mighty harvest. Lord, have your way in each one of our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. I believe that we're very close to the Lord's return. I believe <clears throat> it could happen at any moment. I believe that the clock, as it were, has come to the midnight hour and is about to strike. And we're going to look here at a number of scriptures today. And if you have your Bible, if you turn over to Matthew 24 and verse 4. Now in verse 3, the disciples asked this, the Jesus a here a question. Tell us, when shall these things be? And what shall be the sign of thy coming and the end of the world? And then Jesus starts to speak here in verse 4. And he says here, Take heed that no man deceive you. There's so many people in these days that we live in and they've been deceived. I can look back and moan experience and I went to a church and I went there every Sunday faithfully. I was there just for an hour and 
I'll admit that was God out of my life for another week. And I thought, as far as I was concerned, I was all right for heaven. Some way, the good would outweigh the bad in my life. And some way, I had, I had enough self-righteousness that was going to get me to heaven. But you know, I was deceived. I was deceived because I was looking to a minister. I was looking to a building where I needed to look to Jesus, to look to what was accomplished at that center cross called Calvary. We see here in verse 5, For many shall come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and shall deceive many. And across this land, across these 32 counties of Ireland, there's so many people been deceived. They're going to a chapel. They're, 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 de they're depending on, on so many rituals. But you know, the Bible tells us that all our righteousness is but filthy rags. It's only, it's only through the blood of Jesus. The Bible says, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. If we turn over to, to 2 Timothy and verse 3. Second Timothy and verse 3. And verse and verse 1. Second Timothy 3 and verse 1. This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boosters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy. We see here in verse 1, in the last days, perilous times shall come. As the pastor said last Sunday, he said, the nations are been shaken. We can, we can look in our towns and our cities across our land, and many of our young people, their lives has been destroyed because of drugs, because of alcohol, because of all that the world can, can offer them. We can see perilous times because of inflation. Gas went up 38% in April. It's gone up now another 42.5% on July. Electricity, there's some electricity firms, it's gone up 27% at the 1st of July. And out in Ukraine, I was reading this in a farming newspaper. There's 20 million tonne of grain 
that is going rotten in Ukraine farms as, we, as I speak. They can't get it out of the country. You know, that's going to tell a bad, st- a bad story. There's many people in the world that is going to starve because of all what's happening. We're, we're in perilous times. There's, there's unrest in our nations. Mortality, it, it has never, ever sunk so lower so low, so low ever before. If you turn over tell Daniel chapter twelve Daniel chapter 12 and verse 4. But thou, O Daniel, shut up the words and seal the book, even to the time of the end. Many shall run to and fro, and knowledge shall increase. Where living in an age where we've got cars, we've got trains, we've got buses, we've got airplanes, and we can go to and fro very fast. Even if it means going to the other side of the world, we can be in Australia just in a few hours. We're going to and fro. It says in this verse, and, and knowledge shall increase. The knowledge that has, has, has multiplied in these days that, that we live. I remember, it isn't that many years ago, there was no such thing as a mobile phone. And now everybody has a mobile phone. I have a son and he lives in Hong Kong. And we can Skype him. And I can figure out how it all works. <laughs> but you know, we Skype him and he can see us. And we can see him. And he's on our side of the world. And you know, knowledge, knowledge has increased. And it's, it's increased. It's increased dramatically. I believe we are in the very last days. I believe that it says here in that passage we read in in 1 Thessalonians, it says here, the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain, shall be caught up to meet the Lord in the air. I believe we are so close to the Lord's return. Those of us that are saved here in this room will never see death. There's a generation 
there's a generation that's, 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 that's never going to die because we're, we're going to be caught up to meet the Lord in the air. And I believe as, as those of us that are saved here this morning, I believe that there's many of us in this room will never see death. And perhaps all of us. Because we are, we are, I believe we are in that generation that will never, we'll never, we'll never see death. Because it says that we watch our life and remain shall be caught up to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be And verse 2. It says here, For yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. I've entitled this Unexpected. The Lord is going to come as a thief in the night. The Lord's going to come unexpected. The Lord will come without warning. He'll come when we least expect him. He will come unannounced. A thief never signals the time of his coming. He comes when he gets the right opportunity. A number of years ago, I bought a cattle trailer. And they, um, then after I bought the cattle trailer, a few weeks later, I was down in the cattle market. And I was down in the cattle market, whatever vehicle I had at that particular time. And I was down with the cattle trailer. And I was, that particular day, I was just selling one calf. So that was fine. I went into the sale yard, I sold the calf at the whatever vehicle I had at that time, and the seller parked out in the cow park. And then when I had all my business done in the sale yard, I was walking across the cow park and I just sort of reached just beside my vehicle. And then suddenly I realized the theater was gone. A thief had stole the theater. I can tell you, 
I stood and I was shocked. I was, I was stunned. And you're sort of trying to get it in your mind. You know, what's happened with Taylor? You know, you're sort of just, you're sort of come and tell, you know, what has happened. And, you know, I had to come to terms. A thief, a thief had stole the tailor. I never, I never, I never seen the tailor again. You know, that's, the, the Lord's going to come. And he's going to come unexpectedly. He's going to come as a thief in the night. Jesus is going to give no warning when he's coming. The world will be deceived by the enemy when Jesus comes. The world will be caught up in the affairs of this life when Jesus comes. The world will give no thought of what's happening tomorrow because the enemy has them deceived. If you turn over to 1 Corinthians chapter 15, And verse 52, 1 Corinthians 15 and verse 52. It says here, in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, not only is the Lord going to come unexpectedly, as a thief in the night. But he's going to come in a moment in the twinkling of an eye. That's how quickly Jesus will come. There'll be no time to get ready. There'll be no time to repent and ask the Lord Jesus Christ into your heart and into your life. It's going to come in a moment in the twinkling of an eye. This word moment it means the smallest amount of time. It can't be cut any smaller. It can't be cut into pieces. It, it's the smallest amount of time. The Lord is going to come suddenly. We see here the next word. It's the twinkling of an eye. Do you know that 
you can move your eye faster than any other part of your body. That's how fast Jesus is going to come. And he's going to come to there. Not only is the Lord going to come as a thief, and not only is he going to come in a moment in the twinkling of an eye, but in that passage we read, it's in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. It says here that he's going to come personally. He's coming himself. It says here, For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout. It's the Lord himself. He's not going to send someone else. He's not going to send Abraham or, or Moses. or He's not going to send Peter or the Apostle Paul. But it's the Lord himself. He's coming personally himself. That, that will be a high moment for us as believers. Praise the Lord. And you know, it says here, it says here, for the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout. It's that same voice <coughs> that said at Lazarus' tomb, Lazarus, come forth. It's that same voice and, and, and the storm, peace, be still. It's that same voice that said at the cross, it is finished. It is finished. Praise the Lord. And he's not coming alone. We see here, He's coming with the archangel and with the trump of God. And it's not going to be the trump of man. It's going to be the trump of God. And it's going to be, it's going to be sounded. And when that is sounded, you and me will be, will be stepping out of time to be with the Lord. We're believing this old world behind us. Jesus, when he comes, he'll come with royalty. Because he is the king of kings and the Lord of Lords. It says also, we don't need to turn to it, but it says in, in, in 1 John chapter 3, Behold, now are we the sons of God, 
And it does not yet appear what we shall be. But we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. We're going to see him. We're going to see Jesus with our eyes. We're going to see him as our Savior. We're going to see him coming in all his glory. His face shining as the sun. We'll see him in splendor and holiness. Not only is he going to come as a thief in the night, unexpectedly, not as he only going to come in a moment in the twinkling of an eye, suddenly, and he's going to come personally, but he's going to come in mighty power. The Lord is going going to give a shout. And it says here, the dead in Christ shall rise first. To think of people that died thousands of years ago and in them old graves and you know, them bodies they're just going to rise up. And you know, the souls that has went to heaven thousands of years ago, some way, they're going to reunite. Them dead bodies, them dead bodies and the soul, they're going to reunite again. And then, it says here that we watch our life <coughs> We which are alive and remain shall be caught up to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. You know, to be to be by his side. To be with him. Peter says, a thousand years is but one day with the Lord. What fellowship? What fellowship? There's something else here. If you turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 15, Verse 51. Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not 
all sleep, but we shall be all be changed. You know, whenever we leave this world at that moment, we are going to be changed. That's what it's saying here. We're going to be changed. You know, this this corruptible, this corruptible must put on incorruptible. It says here in verse verse fifty two. And a moment in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound, the dead in Christ shall be raised, incorruptible, and we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. We're going to be changed. And you know, we're going to be changed into his likeness. You know, I'm not going to need these glasses anymore. <laughs> you know, because these eyes, our eyes, they're going to be glorified. That we can look, we can look upon our Savior. The one who, who gave his life a ransom for many. We're going to look at the one who paid that price. There was no one else could take away our sin. But you know, we, we, that's the one that redeemed us, that we're saved, that he wrote our names and heaven and the Lamb's book of life. Not only are we going to have glorified eyes, but we're going to have a glorified tongue because we're going to sing the praises. You know, our tongue's not going to grow weary or tired, but you know, we're going to sing the praises of our Lord. We're going, to have, we're going to have a glorified heart because we're going to love him. You know, there's a, there's a hymn, uh, love vast, vast as the ocean. That's the love that he has towards us. And you know, we're going to have a, a, such a love for him. Not only are we going to have a glorified heart, we're going to have glorified ears to hear the words, well done, good and faithful servant. We're going to have glorified knees that we can bow down and worship him. We're going to have glorified feet because we can stand faultless before him because you know we're clothed in the righteousness of Christ we're redeemed we're redeemed praise the Lord
You know, this, this old body, it, it, it grows tired and weary and it's decaying. You know, some of us needs glasses, some of us needs hearing aids. But you know, there's a day coming whenever he shall appear. We'll not need only these things. But you know, we'll, we'll be like him. This mortal must, must put on immortality. And the grave is defeated. Hallelujah. We see something else here. And it's in First Thessalonians chapter 4. And the portion that we've read, it says here, the dead in Christ. In Christ. Now, and then we watch our life. We see here, it's only for the blood bought. It's only for the ones that are in Christ. The Lord is going to be selective when he's coming back. It's only for those that are redeemed, that are born again, that are the, ch the children of the Most High. He's not coming back for the tares, but he's coming back for the wheat. He's coming back for the elect. He's coming back for the true believers. He's coming back for those of us that are redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Praise the Lord. He's coming back for those of us that we can look back in a day, in an hour, in a moment. We bowed the knee. I remember my wife and I were going to a mission and we went a number of nights to the mission and we went this particular day to the caravan in the car park where the mission was taking place. And my wife and I went to that car park and went into that caravan. And it was Barry Johnson that led my wife and I to the Lord. And you know, that was, that was my turning point. I went into that car park, I drove into that car park, a child of the devil. But you know why I drove out of that car park? A child of God. A child of God. There's something else we see here. If you turn to Revelation, chapter 1, And verse 7. Behold, he cometh with clouds, and every eye shall see him, and they also which pierced him, and all kindreds of the earth shall wail because of him. For those that are left behind, for those 
that just delayed and not accept Jesus in their heart. They just delayed. They just kept delaying. Of another day, of another week, I'll wait till I'm a lot older. But it says here in this verse that they shall wail because of him. And that word wail means a great cry. It's a cry of lament for those that have been left behind. Those that realize that the day of grace is over. That they realize that there's no way back from the dark paths of sin. That, that, that as it were, the door's closed. We read, as it, as it says, as it was in the days of Noah. Noah preached for a hundred and twenty years. He told the people of his day, judgment was coming. He told the people of his day that God was going to send a flood. We read about Noah. He built an ark to the saving of his house. And you know what he preached? And you know the people made light of it? But there come the day that Noah and his wife and his three sons and their three wives went into the ark. And it was at that point that the Lord shut him in. It was the Lord that closed the door. And then judgment came. And it was too late. For all those that were outside the ark, they perished. The Lord said, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. I had the privilege of um, working alongside Snow Grant, the evangelist. I sort of helped to do some of the groundwork and some of the missions in the late 1980s and the early 1990s, up to 1995, where his health uh, deteriorated and he could take no more missions. And <clears throat> they, uh, it, was, it was a great privilege to, to be working with Noah and uh, involved in the missions, doing the doors. And pretty often, at most of his missions, he would give a number of illustrations, maybe an illustration every night. Remember one illustration he gave. And it was about this farmer. And he was taking the pigs 
down to the slaughterhouse. And he was walking the pigs down. But the remarkable thing was, he was walking in front of the pigs. And as the farmer, as he was walking in front of the pigs, you know, years and years ago, there was no cattle theaters or what there is now. But you know, as he was walking in front of the pigs, he had a bag of beans. And as he was walking down the road, he was just throwing a bean here and a bean there. And that was sufficient to, that the pigs would keep coming. They would keep following him. And he kept throwing these beans out. But the farmer, he was only heading one direction. He was going to the slaughterhouse. And you know, once, once the farmer, he got the, the pigs into the slaughterhouse. And then he closed the door. You know, the sad thing is today, Our young people, so many of our young people, and the enemy, as it were, he's thrown a bean here, and he's thrown a bean there, and he's thrown a bean over there, and the enemy is only doing one thing. He's leading many of our young people to a lost eternity. As we read today, about, about what the Saviour said about being deceived. So many people have been deceived. They, Noel, he was a, he was a great hymn writer. He wrote quite a lot of hymns. We have, a, we have a book of hymns at home. And there's one here as a chorus. Yes, I'm ready for the rapture. Ready to be called away. With my lamps trimmed and burning. Should the Savior come today. I wonder, is everybody here, are they ready for the rapture? Are they ready to be called away? Can you say that your lamp is trimmed and burning? Should the Savior come today? If the Lord were to come in a moment in the twinkling of an eye, Would you be ready? Would you, would, would, would you be caught up? Or would you be caught on? I trust and I pray that you'll be caught up and caught up to meet the Lord in the air. David's going to come and going to sing that the king is coming. The king is coming. Amen.